Andre Dawson, Hall of Famer from the Chicago Cubs, and you're listening to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast featuring everybody's favorite coach, Coach Manaman. Follow him on Twitter at Coach Manaman. This podcast is produced on Anchor, where you can record, edit, and publish all from your smartphone. You can find the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and any other major podcast platforms. Stepping to the batter's box. Welcome back to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. As always, this is everybody's favorite coach, Coach Manaman. And today we are checking in with the head skipper, Casey Bryan of the Western Dubuque Bobcats, who is entering his 21st season in charge of the Bobcats. Now, Coach Bryan, I don't know if you know this or not, but a month or so ago, I ran a poll on Twitter, at Coach Manaman, if you want to give a follow. And the question was, if you had to pick one coach in the area to win the big game, what coach would it be? And hands down, the community voted for you, Casey Bryant of the Western Dubuque Bobcats. How does that make you feel? And what are your thoughts when you hear that the community out of all of the great coaches that we have in the area look at you on that kind of level? Well, I, I, it's quite the compliment, but I have to thank my wife for voting 7,000 times for me to, to give me that win. But no, actually, uh, the, the quality of coaches we have in Dubuque County um, is very, very high, and I respect these guys greatly. I know them how, how skilled they are. I know how much knowledge they have and, and how good they are because I compete against them all the time. And so, yeah, it's, yeah that's a very nice thing. Coach, what are your expectations for the Bobcats in the 2021 season? I've seen this floating around, and I've seen it attached to Western Dubuque. Not sure if it's coming from you, but it was, we don't rebuild, we reload. So what are the expectations this season? Well, that isn't coming from us um, as far as rebuilding and reloading. Um, our expectations are the same every year. We want to we want to be a, a very hard playing, fundamentally sound, competitive team, and that continues to work really hard and get better, and then make a great run at the end and get to the state tournament, have a chance to win a title. Um, they don't change depending on our personnel. Our, our personnel. Um, our expectations are the same every single year. So nothing really changes as far as that goes. Let's meet the guys. Let's meet the 2021 Bobcats. Walk us around the horn. Start with your catchers. Who are we going to be seeing this year on the varsity squad? Who might be some uh, returning starters? And who are some newcomers that might be fighting for a job on that infield? Well, we have our entire starting infield back from last year, which bodes well um, because we were solid defensively last year. Uh, especially after we got some positions squared away towards this latter half of the year. Um, but catching behind the plate, it all starts there because they're the masters of our infield and kind of the captains of the of the infield unit is Bryn Van Tiger, who 
He started for us last year as a sophomore after Calvin's injury and uh, really um, grew a lot throughout the season. Um, he showed us some really great things. And him being healthy is, is pretty critical for us um, because he, when he sat out, um, there was a significant drop-off there behind him. Um, we had some younger guys that I think can hold the fort down for us this year, but last year they just weren't ready yet. And so Bren is a, we think he's going to be a very high caliber player for us. Defensively, he's sound. Um, he's got a great arm, quick release, um, good snap time. And he's got some pop behind the plate or at the bat as well. He can hit the ball. So we feel good about our catching situation. Our backup catchers this year, are, we have two young guys fighting for that job. Uh, uh, sophomore Braden Delaney and freshman Hunter Quagliano. Um, both of them have different strengths and weaknesses. Um, they work really hard. They're competitive, tough kids. You know, Hunter has a really big stick. He can hit the ball uh, for, you know, with a lot of pop. Um, Braden is more of a singles, doubles kind of guy because uh, he's a smaller guy, a wrestler. But you know, those wrestlers are tough as nails. And uh, Braden's a gritty player, and he'll, he'll work really hard for us back there as well. You know, Braden's probably a little ahead of him on defense, and, and Hunter may be a little bit ahead of him on offense, but. Uh, we'll let those guys sort that out for us in the preseason. And then going around uh, the infield, first base, um, we have a very talented kid, uh, a kid that we feel really good about, and Sawyer Nauman, four-year starter for us. Um, I think he's one of the better pure hitters that I've had in a really long time. Uh, he was having a really big impact type of year last year. Had we not sat out for several weeks and had – a partial season i think uh he would have got a lot of a lot more recognition for the year he was having last year it's pretty incredible um our backup first baseman um right now it looks like it'll be uh, michael Brees, another kid that's uh, got a nice stick uh and is very sound on defense um and he was our backup first baseman last year as well so we got both guys back at that spot um second base we have a starter back uh junior nick bryant uh, Nick was our second leading hitter last year, uh, or actually our yeah our second leading hitter after Sawyer and Calvin. Um, so Nick had a, a very good sophomore year for us. Uh, was a little bit of a surprise. We didn't know he would be that varsity ready, ready offensively, um, but he's um, grown about three inches and put on another 15 pounds. So we think he's going to have a uh, a big year for us. I think it's going to be the year that he kind of steps out of the shadow of his big brother. Um, and then um, our backup second baseman is there's several guys kind of fighting for that job right now, and all of them have uh, different strengths and weaknesses. You know, the junior out of the group is Nathan Rowling. Um, and then we have a sophomore there, um, Connor Myers, that's we think pretty highly of both of those guys as well. Um, at shortstop, um, Garrett Baumover is the returning starter. Uh, was very sound defensively for us last year. And um, offensively, we dh for him. He just wasn't ready yet offensively. Um, but we think he's going to put that together as well. Uh, great base runner, great leader, uh, super, super tough competitor. Just love how he competes. Good, good player for us. Um, back up at shortstop will be a number of guys again. Um, you know, Nick Bryant played a lot of shortstop at the PG league and he plays very well there. He's very sound. Um, Tucker Nauman can play a little short, um, when we move him around as well. Um, even our center fielder Riker, uh, Stoudemire has some 
some experience at short. Um, so we feel really good about shortstop. We have a lot of depth there. At third base, um, last year, Tucker Nauman started there, uh, played very well for us. But we also have a senior, Tyler Wiedenbacher, who's worked really hard to improve his athleticism. Um, he's a lot stronger, a lot faster twitch kid than he was a year ago. Uh, just as all of his all-around all athleticism has improved, uh, and we saw him hit quite a bit here in April, and, uh, and I've, I've been impressed with uh, where he's at. And so I think he'll get some time at third base as well. A lot of great kids. Uh, they had a great freshman coach. A lot of those kids did too back in the day. But to talk about some of the guys that are returning, Nick Bryant last year hit 316. Bryn Van Tiger hit 273. Sawyer Nauman hit 390 with an on-base percentage of, of 490. So a lot of strong hitters coming back on that infield for the Bobcat lineup. Now, Who's tracking the balls down in the outfield? Who are some of the penciled-in uh, returning starters, and who are some of the guys that are fighting for those starting positions? Well, the, the outfield is wide open. If you're an outfielder in Western Deep program right now, you're probably licking your chops because there's some opportunities there for somebody to take a job. You know, Riker Stoudemire started some games in center field last year. Uh, he has plus speed, plus arm. Um, can go and get it. Defensively, he's very sound. Um, so I think he's probably the leading candidate to find a home out there. Uh, but we also have seniors like Jaden Seeger and Colin Ryder. Um, Logan Brocious, who's a state track kid, kicking just flat-out run. And so he's moving from the infield to the outfield this year. Tremendous athlete, a great tight end for our football team, and probably one of the fastest kids in our school. So um, those guys are all competing as, um, along with some real surprising juniors and sophomores that um, have some opportunities. You know, um, Ryan Klosterman is a big, strong kid with a good arm that uh, is trying to win a job out there. Isaac Thane, uh, another big, strong kid, lefty, who's got a great stick. Nate Altaus is a junior that's trying to, trying to win a job out there. Um, Zach Gale, Jack Clemens. Uh, Jack Clemens has a great stick. He's always been a great hitter. Um, Zach Gale's a good hitter. Uh, both of them are good athletes that have played some outfield. JT Goodman and Caleb Klein, you'll hear those names in the future. They're good young players. I don't know how soon they'll be ready for my level, um, but they're quality kids as well. Braden Stainer, left-handed stick, super fast kid. He's played outfield his whole life, so he's got a chance out there. Um, I think that's all the guys I could think of off the top of my head. If I forgot anybody, I apologize, but I'm getting old. So, Hey, no worries, Coach. Um, and you do not look your age at all. Um, I think you're probably 10 or so years older than I am, and you're holding up a, a lot better than I am. But great hearing a lot of those names. I, I've been hearing a lot of those names a lot lately. I just finished, I think, interviewing 13 guys for our semi-pro uh, season preview and a lot of those Western Dubuque kids were mentioned as fixtures in some of those rosters so it's great to see those Western Dubuque kids playing in the PG League playing in Legion Ball and then also playing in the semi-pro uh, community as well now we got to talk about the pitching staff you are losing 60 innings and six wins I count here one, two, three, four, five, six pitchers 
that you're losing from the staff. You're also losing Casey Perrineau, who was our Joe Horner Pitcher of the Year Award winner last year. Who's stepping up? Who are you thinking right now is the front runner for those conference starts? Who are some of the non-conference guys? What's the back end of the rotation looking at? I know Western Dubuque has a very good off-season workout plan and pitching plan as well. Who has looked outstanding during your pitchers and catcher workouts? Well, I think it starts with Tucker Nauman and Riker Stoudemire. Um, both those guys, Riker's been almost unhittable in the PG League this spring. He's thrown very well. Um, and we did, we were we were expecting that. We thought this would be a big year for him. Um, Tucker, um, you know, he, he had to throw in the number two hole last year, and, um, and he probably wasn't quite ready for that, but he got thrown into the fire and got better and better as the year went on. Um, and he's a bigger, stronger kid. I bet he's put on 15 pounds this year from last year. So um, those guys are, are tough pitchers, and, and they'll keep us in ball games. Um, and then um, Garrett Baumover. Um, will pitch for us this year as soon as he's healthy. He um, actually fractured a bone in the state basketball tournament and is working on um, rehabbing and getting himself back. Uh, we have two seniors, Jaden Seeger and Colin Ryder, threw a lot for our JV team that um, we think can get people out for us. Um, and then we got a bunch of juniors that we think highly of. You know, Nick Bryant is going to pitch um, for us this year, Zach Gale, um, Nathan Rowling, is a junior that has some big potential. And then I got two sophomores that really stepped up in the offseason that could see some time in uh, um, Isaac Thane and Ryan Klosterman. And even Connor Myers has looked good on the mound. Um, and then there's also a freshman, Jake Goodman, who's, who's he's close. I don't know if he's ready yet, but I'm looking forward to see him compete and see if he's going to win a job for us uh, at the varsity or JV levels. I was going to ask you about JT Goodman a little bit later, but since you brought him up, what stuff does he have? Where is he sitting um, radar gun-wise? Uh, what type of pitches does he throw? What's his regiment look like when we say, see JT on the mound? Well, Jake is a he, – he's going to be a good player. He's a tremendous athlete, a um, little bit longer and leaner than his older brother was. Um you know, comparing him to where Sam was as a, as a freshman, he's probably a little ahead of where Sam was as far as just overall velocity. Um, I had him, you know, this winter he did our arm care program, our velocity program, and uh, his pull down was 84, 85, right in that range. Um, I'm not sure, I mean, he's not hitting 84, 85 on the mound yet. We have to figure out how to unlock that uh, power from his hips yet, but He's, you know, he's in the low 80s, I would say, if I had to guess, when he's feeling good, it's hot out. Um, so, you know, that's probably about where Sam was off the mound as a freshman. Um, so he's a similar pitcher as far as, um, you know, potential. Um, I haven't seen him pitch a lot of games yet because he's just a freshman. And so I just can't wait to see him um, try to get our varsity, you know, 17, 18-year-old kids out see what kind of stuff he has as far as the rest of his repertoire. Who are your senior leaders coming into this upcoming season? And who are those seniors that you're relying on to get the guys going and to put a fire under some of the kids' tails if you need it to happen? Well, our seniors are great kids. You know, we have a great group of kids out here. The seniors, I couldn't be happier with the pick of guys I have um, as far as the seniors go. You know, senior guys that 
uh, I, I believe will be with us. And Sawyer Nauman, of course, is it all begins with him, and he leads by example. You know, he's he's a kid that's not afraid to tell you. You know, he'll look at another player and say, "Hey, we don't do that here. This is how we do it." And that's all it takes to have your biggest, strongest, most talented kid set the tone. And he's that kind of kid. Tyler Wiedenbacher is a big, strong kid that uh, is a senior, and I think he's setting himself up to be a uh, be a part of you know what we do. And I think he he's got some leadership potential. And um, Garrett Baumover is a great leader, um, great competitor. Uh, Jaden Seeger, Colin Ryder, super great kids. A little bit more on the more quiet side, but uh, um, they lead by example. Um, Dakota Lowell, uh, I'm not sure if he'll be out yet or not. He's he's committed to Wartburg to play football, and I'm not sure if he's going to want to start building for that yet or if he wants to enjoy one final year on the diamond. But he's a great kid and a great leader as well. If he's with us, that would be awesome. He'd be another kid that would make a run at an outfield spot. Um and then, of course, uh, Logan Brocious, who I already mentioned before, I think really highly of that young man. He's He's got great character, and he's a little bit more quiet as well, but he's, again, one of those kids that just goes to work. You know, he's not going to be off jacking around in the corner when you take your eyes off him. He'll be doing things right. Now, Coach, you have that JV program that coaches all over the state are jealous of. Who are some guys – when you look at your program, eighth grade all the way through JV, that you are expecting big things from in the future, but we necessarily might not see them this year. Well, I'll be honest. I'm just thrilled with our overall talent in our program. Like, um, our sophomore class, just the whole class, I'm really thrilled with. I think these kids love baseball. They work really hard. You know, Colton McElrath is another kid that's a good quality infielder. Really love that kid and how he works. He's going to be a big part of our program at some point. He's competing for JV and varsity as well. I'm not sure how far along he is yet until we strap it up and get after it. Um, but I, I know he's – I just know the kid and how hard he works. I think he's going to be a kid that you hear from. Um, our And there's several sophomores too. I, I couldn't even – name them all um our freshman class i'm real thrilled with that as well uh a kid that i just saw play this weekend for the first time you know with only having a few freshman games last year i never really got to see my freshman play much but a kid that uh, is actually from dubuque but he goes to school at western dubuque is that i've been really impressed with is clayton lindecker clayton lindecker is a big strong kid and a really good baseball player i just saw him play this weekend and and i was super thrilled that he's at our school former student of mine at Jefferson Middle School. And I do want to throw in a little tidbit about Colton McElrath. My last season at Western Dubuque, he played every single position for me except catcher. Has real high baseball IQ. And he was one of those guys where we throw him in the outfield, all three spots, he did great. First baseman was pitching. We threw him at first base. He, he'd do great. He's a shortstop by trade, but every single position he played, and he played well. I was excited to see his name mentioned, one of my all-time favorite kids that I've ever coached in my 20 years of doing this. Now, Coach, here's where I get to talk a little bit. Took a look at your team. I broke down your strengths. 
and then I broke down what I think is going to be your biggest weakness. I'm going to ask you to respond to those, and then I'm also going to ask you to tell me what you think is your team's greatest strength this year, and then what you think is your biggest improvement heading into the year. When I look at Western Dubuque, I look at your biggest strength as being a lot of great high IQ baseball kids that can play a lot of positions and you have a lot of them. I believe that you tweeted couple weeks ago about you guys had a hitting session and you had roughly a hundred kids show up to that hitting session. So I think your numbers, your kids IQs in baseball and their versatility to play and willingness to play multiple positions is your program's greatest strength. Comment on that and then if you had to identify your team's greatest strength, what do you think it would be? I do view our um, our overall depth of quality, solid baseball players as being our strength this year. And I think we are two, three kids deep of, of quality kids that wouldn't be weak spots in a lineup anywhere you put them. Um, you know, every every team has a top of the lineup and a bottom of the lineup, and but we'll have some teams on our on our schedule that we'll play that'll have some weaker positions of players that we aren't real concerned with at the plate or, you know, we aren't real concerned with on defense. We won't have any guys like that that are just weak baseball players. We'll have solid guys up and down the lineup. So I I would agree with you. Our versatility and our, our ability to throw a solid product out there and our overall depth. I mean, we have 108 kids out for baseball. It's that's very high. People that say, I don't know anything, the coach that you voted, the coach in the area that you would most like to coach in that big game, just agreed with me on that one. Now, let's get to your biggest weakness. And this is where my slogan of everybody's favorite coach turns into everybody's biggest jerk here. And coach, I'm going to be very honest. I I think you lost too much. And you're entering a time in your program, it's called Life After Calvin Harris. And as a coach in Western Dubuque, when people would talk about Cal, I always redirected them to talk about how great he is, but then also talk about the amount of high-quality, great baseball players you guys had. So you lost Ben Bryant, Casey Perrineau, Michael Kraft, who's a great utility player, Cam Kleesner and Will Birds on the base pass, Cal Harris, Carter Kleesner, and Peyton Quigliano, I think is one of the better players in the Dubuque area that nobody ever talked about. He hit 429 last year, had a phenomenal career. I just think you're a year behind. I think you have a lot of sophomores, and I think you have a lot of juniors, and I think you're one year from taking that giant step up. And I think teams might pitch around Sawyer because you do have a lot of sophomores and you do have a lot of juniors. So how would you respond to that? And then if you had to identify your program's greatest improvement that you need to make going forward, what do you think that would be? 
Well, I wouldn't disagree with anything you've said from an out, you know, what I would consider an outsider, even though you have more inside information on our program than most being the former coach and having good relationships with many people in our program. Um, you know, I respect your opinion on that, but I think in my opinion, I think our biggest weakness is we don't have the elite arm talent we've had the last five years. Um, we've always had a couple horses in the last five years that we could hand the ball and be pretty certain that they were going to just dominate another opponent. We don't have that. But, you know, our motto for our program this year is make them believe. Um, because we do feel really good about our team, and um, we have good pitching. We don't have the elite guy that's going to pump at 90 miles an hour and dominate, uh, but there's more than one way to win this game. That's what's so great about it, and we feel that we're solid in every other area. We can play defense. Um, we're going to base run. You know that. We like to run, and we got some fast kids out here. We're going to base run. We're going to put pressure on defenses. Um we think we're going to throw strikes and change speeds and see how good you are. And, you know, I would be willing to bet that we won't win as many games as we have the last, I mean, last year I don't really even count that as a full season because we played 12 or 13 games, but you know, we've won over 30 games the last three, four years. We probably aren't that team, um, especially with the schedule we have in our non-conference. We're not playing, you know, a little 1A school or a little A school to, to pump up our win total. We're playing Dowling, Assumption, Pleasant Valley, you know, Mac schools. Um, and this year we're 3A. And, you know, 3A is no joke. I mean, Waller, Marion, DeWitt, Assumption, um, West Delaware, Waverly. There's some traditionally strong 3A programs in this area that can compete with any 4A school. They're good. Now, there's some teams in the area that are just loaded. I feel like we can compete with them. We don't have the big names yet. We don't have the high-ranked guys. Um, but we have a bunch of good players that nobody really knows about, except for those of us that are out here and really in the program. So I, I think we'll hit I think we're going to surprise you how well we hit. And we take a lot of pride in being able to hit velocity, which means we're dangerous at the end of the year. So, you know, iron sharpens iron. We may take a few lumps early in the year while we're growing and learning and getting better. Um, but our expectation is to compete for a state tournament and have a chance to win a state title. That's not going to change. Now, Coach, the one thing they always tell us in education, whenever you mention a negative, you always reinforce it with a positive. And I do want to say that my negative there, you look at how the school, you look at how the other programs have responded with that great senior class leaving. Football made the playoffs, had a phenomenal year. Basketball had a bounce back year and made it to the state tournament. So good things are happening even with that legendary history-making senior class. Now, Coach, last question I want to end with before we hit into that podcast, Killing Double Plays, a three-part question. I'm asking all of the local coaches. This is actually came from an audience member. He is a big fan of high school baseball, and he goes to a lot of games, sees a lot of teams, and was wondering this about all three coaches, but just didn't have the testicular fortitude to go up and ask him. So, 
three-part question. Here's the first one. Why did you get into coaching? What keeps you coaching? And when you hang up your turf shoes and set your fungo down, what do you want your legacy to be at Western Dubuque High School? Well, I I went into coaching and I, I coach now because of the relationships with the players and their families and, and my love of the game of baseball. Um, you know, and that goes to, you know, our best kid all the way down to the kid who struggles to get on the field. You know, some of those kids are the best coaches moving forward, you know, because they, they learn the game and they try to overcome some of their weaknesses uh, and they really analyze um, the mechanics of the game. Um, when I first started, um, I had a coach tell me that, you know, all Western Dubuque really needed was some consistency in coaching because they were going through a revolving door of coaches uh, for several years in a row. Uh, and if and if we could get that, we'd be a major player at the state level. And, you know, I don't know if I could say we're a major player at the state level every single year. I, that would be awesome if I could. Um, but, you know, we've gone there five times in 20 years and been to the sub-state final three other years. So, you know, I feel like our kids know that we're going to have a chance to be competitive every single year and, and have a chance to, you know, reach a lifelong dream, which is to play baseball in the state tournament. And so I work really, really hard to try to give kids that opportunity. And um, I'm getting to the kind of the last tail end of my coaching career. You know, um, I can't tell you what my plans are as far as future, but, um, you know, I went into it cause I love baseball and I love to compete. And as I've grown through over the year, over the years, I've kind of understood just how important the relationships with the players are to me, you know, going to a wedding and, and seeing some of my former players there having conversations about how they're doing and what they're accomplishing in their life is, is one of the best joys a coach can have, you know, seeing how those kids are doing once they leave your program. Um, hopefully what I'm known for is that my emphasis is in, I keep my emphasis in coaching in the proper perspective that I emphasize for our players to compete in other sports. I emphasize the weight room. Um, I emphasize using data and uh, for my decisions um, and helping use data to give my kids an advantage over other teams. Um, I, I use it to evaluate players to try to make it less personal, um, to make it be more businesslike. Um, that I emphasize doing the little things well on the baseball field and that our players hustle and have always competed really hard and that some of our more talented players get the notoriety that they deserve. They get the recognition they deserve. And so yeah, I don't know how much longer I'll be doing this. I mean, I'm definitely towards the latter half of my coaching career. I mean, you get to a certain age when physically you can't do the things you used to be able to do and, and, you know, I'm, I'm far from a wheelchair, but I'm, I'm not able to throw the 60-mile-an-hour, 80-mile-an-hour fastball anymore, I can tell you that. And so I, I hope I'm known for a coach that cared for his players and was fair, um, gave them all equal opportunities to compete, and, and did the little things correctly. I would like to jump in, Coach, and just say that uh, when I coached for you at Western Dubuque, Coach Casey Bryant held me accountable more than any other program I ever coached. And just, even though I was a freshman coach, 
he had me doing so much, whether it was reading articles about drills and implementing them at practice, going to uh, two to four hour pitchers and catchers. And I felt like I was a true member of the varsity staff, even though I was not on the varsity staff. And Coach Bryant made a comment about going to players' weddings. Well, Coach Bryant was at my wedding. And it was great because there were so many baseball guys at that wedding and people could not pull us away from Coach Bryant because we wanted to pick his game, pick his uh, brain about the game of baseball. So, Coach, thanks again for doing the podcast for your first for your third time. I truly do appreciate that. Best of luck to you your families, your players on the 2021 upcoming season, 643. We're out of here. Postgame show is brought to you by... Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it. Thank you for listening to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. You can find us on social media. Facebook and Instagram by searching Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. And you can follow me on Twitter at Coach Manaman. Go to Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review, find us on Spotify, and subscribe.